Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to the Living Free Show on 3CR Community Radio 855 on your AM dial. Hi, I'm Anne and I would like to pay my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which 3CR transmits people-powered radio. Each week on the Living Free Show, we showcase one of the many programs that assist in recovery from drug, alcohol, gambling and food addictions. Our guests share their recovery stories and highlight that shared experience saves lives. I'd like to welcome Renee to the show this afternoon. Hi, Renee. Hi, Anne. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, Renee is recovering from compulsive gambling with the help of Gamblers Anonymous. Ray, um, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was at short notice, um, so we really appreciate that. Um, Would you tell us a little bit, just to start us off, about uh, where you grew up? Just tell us a little bit about your childhood. Uh, Yes, thank you. Um, I grew up in South Auckland in New Zealand um, and, you know, I was a very uh, sports-orientated kid, uh, very competitive, um, tried to um, basically win every race I went in and and, uh, play every sport and, and, um, yeah, just just loved to compete and and, um, and try and be the best at things. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Um, was there any exposure to, to gambling in your childhood at all? Well, um, I, d- I didn't think that I uh, gambled uh, as a child much, but it's once you get into the program, you realise that, you know, your childhood is full of gambling. Mm. Um, you know, uh, the, the first thing I remember is just receiving uh, scratchies as, as mm-hmm. a kid from from my nana, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just like just enjoying just scratching them and 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 going to the next one and and just uh, and and enjoying just yeah yep. just the chance of winning. Yep. And yeah, I also remember uh, watching uh, the lotto, uh, which is what we call it in New Zealand. Uh, it would come on on Saturday nights and. Um, you know, all the numbers would come up, and you'd pick your own numbers and and see if they came up. If your lucky number came up, and mm. it was just a regular thing on a Saturday. And mm-hmm. I didn't realise that uh, it was going to have an effect on me later on in life. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about the scratches, there, I was thinking of you know the bright colours and the shiny, um, you know, the shininess of them. And then on the lotto, there's usually the coloured balls and all that. Do you think that's re- was relevant to you as a child and the excitement of it? Yeah, definitely. Um, even like when you scratched it and the smell of the thing and just peeling out of your hand and um, uh, just just the thrill of of uh, a chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah, it, it was just enjoyable just to be able to do that. But um, yeah, I didn't realise that it, it was. Um, 
just leading me into a, a, a life of gambling. Mm-hmm. Just exposing you to that pleasure early on. Yeah. All right, to go off the gambling a little bit, so you were saying you were a, a sporty little kid. Um, what about the other aspects of school and your early friendships at school? Um, I, I was an average academic because, like, I only really concentrated on... I got into playing video games a lot real <laughs> early, um, and it was more... It was If it wasn't, like, physical sport or anything like that or, or something that... I wasn't really interested in then I didn't really pay too much attention I'd rather been more of a class clown or, or <laughs> yeah just just trying to entertain other people um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah that was always a bit of a problem um, but yeah it was it was a good childhood um, I can't really complain um, I thought I was uh, a very Poor, like uh, a poor child, mm. and I think uh, if if you think uh, you, you don't have enough money or anything like that, um, that that relationship with money becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I've just had a really bad relationship with money. You know, I always mm. wanted it, but when I got it, it was just I just it just burned a hole in my pocket. Mm. I remember just going to the uh, the dairy and and just just spending money on just rubbish food just because I couldn't I couldn't save money. Yep. Yep, that's interesting. So you you just enjoyed enjoyed spending it, enjoyed 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 getting it, and enjoyed spending it. Yeah, yeah. I worked worked hard to get it, but as soon as I got it, it would just uh, I just obsess over it of, of what I'm going to spend it on and mm. how I'm going to get rid of it, mm. but. Yeah, saving it never came into was never a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your parents? Was there any problem gambling with them, or any issues with money with them? Um, no, no problem gambling with them or any issues like that. But they did struggle financially, and um, even though they tried their best, and they did provide very well for us, uh, but. You know, um, there's just a couple of times. I remember one time um, we had savings going uh, for us kids and they uh, ended up using it for a, a trip overseas or something like that. <laughs> yep. And and I guess I was kind of a bit gutted that they did that because, you know, I thought, you know, savings is for a long time for, mm-hmm. for something like that, but... Yeah. yeah, I don't know whether that played a factor later on either. Yeah, it sounds like it's all part of a, a, a picture, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, in your teenage years, was there was there any gambling then that you know beyond the scratchies and the lotto? Oh, I remember the first time I uh, got introduced to pokies. Mm. Um, obviously, I was with uh, a few of my mates. Uh, we went to a local venue. Um, we all had our supposed set limits because we were just poor students at the time. Mm. Uh, remember, you know, the lights and the sounds of the pokies. Um, uh, everyone had their favourite games. We all jumped on. Um, and, you know, my mates had finished theirs um, and they were happy and, they, and I uh, just spent all my money. I just couldn't stop 
and now is the first time when I, I didn't think I had a problem, but I thought, you know, like, well, that was a bit silly. I shouldn't have spent all my money, mm. especially like I needed to end up bringing my mum to bail me out to, for food for the week. So mm-hmm. I spent my food money. Yep. And but, did you did you notice your, your friends weren't doing that? Did you did you think you were a bit different? I didn't think I was different. I think I was just foolish. I guess. Mm. Uh, so I, I didn't think that was a problem at all. I just thought I was unlucky. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so at that point, then you weren't making efforts to control your gambling, or or were you? Did you start thinking I need to um, do this properly or differently or something? No, not really at all. I, I like just continued on that path uh, for a long time, and 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 I guess my mates might have seen that uh, there was a problem. They were, you know, uh, you you probably shouldn't, you you should probably get off that machine or you should probably uh, come and do this and come over here. Mm. They're always bailing me out. So, Mm. you know, it didn't really seem like too much of a problem because I was able to pay them back or or Mm. something like that. But, yeah, it Mm. was... Yeah, it, it didn't occur to me because you always think alcohol, alcoholics and, and drug, drug addicts and stuff like that, but I never knew that mm-hmm. you could get addicted to gambling. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just ridiculous to me. Mm. Did you have any of those superstitions that gamblers often have? You know, like, oh, that machine will be a better one or or if I just press the button in a different way or anything like that? Oh, definitely. I had my systems. I had, mm-hmm. like, if a light was flashing on a machine... If, like, a uh, uh, name of a horse came up that I knew, if the numbers were there, like, mm. I went for anything or everything that I thought would uh, give me a win. Mm. And and it didn't matter if I, I won. It was more just about winning. It was about getting that feeling of winning and, and getting that, um, just the feeling that you get, the adrenaline rush. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was... It was just something that, you know, I relied on from, yeah, mm. every day, week to week. Mm-hmm. And is that connected with that, that um, character trait? You, you talked about it, but just being a competitive person, as a, as even as a, a child playing sport? Yeah, I guess you, you want to be the the best you can mm. um, in, in these things. And, and I think... The the motto of one of the betting agencies is, you know the odds, now beat them, you know? And then mm-hmm. that was my mentality. Mm-hmm. I was going to try and beat those odds. And I was, even though, you know, everyone knows you, you can't really beat the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, they're designed for you to fail. But mm-hmm. that mentality, that ego that builds up mm-hmm. makes you want to prove them wrong. You know, you can't be proved wrong. Mm-hmm. And so did you... Did you understand that at the time that the thing was rigged to make sure it didn't, you know, pay out more to the punters than the? Venue? I didn't really understand that at the time, but mm. um, eventually, as I went along, you know, I, I understood that. But by that time, that I, I was hooked, and yep. and and I'd had a few wins, which you know, kind of bucked the trend. You know, you yep. think that oh well, it, I'm just lucky. I can keep doing this, and I can solve my problems by doing this. Mm-hmm. All right. So, if you if you sort of think of yourself, you know, as an early adult, did did it have any effect on your relationships? A hundred percent. Like, 
Um, even just with my friends, um, they started realizing that, you know, I, I couldn't, I had some sort of problem, you know, mm. like I was borrowing money off them constantly. Um, I was um, always spending time instead of like spending time with them and having fun and, and that every time we went out, if the place had a, a, a gambling uh, department, I was always in there mm. to the point where I'd be in there the whole time while they would be, you know, uh, trying to get partners and, and, mm. and just living normal life, enjoying life. I, I wanted to just be by myself and and try and beat the system and, and just escape. I guess I, I I didn't like to be social. You just mm. become anti-social, mm. and uh, to the point where like I'd lose all my money, and then I'd sheepishly come out, and then my mates would have to like, you know, basically pick me back up again and 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 dust me off and and uh, yeah, look after me. Mm. In AA or the other you'd call that enabling is that is that how you see that now or or are, we, are you grateful to them for doing that for you oh definitely it was enabling it's uh, it, just the bailouts that they're detrimental you know mm. if they didn't bail me out maybe like um i could have seen the problem earlier but yeah. whereas like i was able to get bailouts and then pay them back you know yeah. that, that that made the problem go longer than it probably could have and Oh, I don't know how, but I managed to get a wife. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know how I managed to do that, but <laughs> I remember one time just um, completely blowing on my money uh, when it was my my partner's birthday. Oh. And I, I remember going to my mate and, and, and asking, like, please, you know, like, I spend all of my money. It's my uh, partner's birthday tomorrow. Uh, can you uh, help me out? And I remember him just just saying to me, "You need to sort yourself out. Mm. Like this is this is ridiculous. Like I'll, I'll lend you the money, but you need to sort yourself out." Mm. And I I didn't sort myself out. I just couldn't stop. Yeah, it was. It just took a hold of me. And what sort of um, impact did it have on on your relationship? Did your partner also try and sort you out? Um, yeah, definitely. Well, we 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 ended up getting married. We went on a, a wedding cruise, and um, it was on that cruise that you know my gambling problem came to uh, to the head um, mm. because in the middle of this uh, massive cruise liner. It is basically a big casino, and mm. um, so we got married. And I can't remember if it was the the wedding night or the the next day. But she fell asleep, and I snicked away to the casino. I ended up racking up a massive mm. bill because you had like lanyard, and you could just put the card into the machine, and you had no limit. Mm. And I remember just like blowing all the money uh, and and getting like like it was it was just bet regret straight away I like oh. uh, started betting and then like I was like oh, I shouldn't have done that but if I just keep chasing it I'll get it back I'll get it back and then eventually got to the point where yeah I, I just 
sheepishly came back to the room and I, I don't even know if I told her or mm. we waited till the bill came and, and then she saw it then. But, mm. yeah, that that's when the the relationship started getting soured and, and mm. that uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, look, thanks for that, uh, Renee. Um, we're going to take a break now and we're going to break with a song called Dancing on the Edge by Mia Dyson. You 
PX Whānau is a Pacifica LGBTIQ plus podcast providing a platform for Pacifica communities to unpack and discuss the narratives and the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Presented by Pacific X, a collective that celebrates Pacific Island LGBTIQ plus communities through meaningful connections that honours cultural and gender identities. You can catch the podcast series every Sunday during Out of the Pan at around 12.30pm or on your favourite podcast platform. Supported by 3CR and funded by the Victorian Government Multicultural Communications Outreach Programme. For more information, go to 3cr.org.au forward slash out of the pan. Get ready to add your support during our annual Radiothon and help keep communities strong. 3CR Radiothon Fundraiser, June 2022. To donate, call 03 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radiothon 2022. Keep communities strong. You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. Welcome back to the Living Free Show on uh, 3CR. This is um, Living Free, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial. And 3CR on digital radio. If you would like to listen to one of our many podcasts, then you can find us on your preferred podcast platform or just Google 3CR Living Free and check out our website. You can also contact us via phone, email or Twitter. We're talking with Renee today about compulsive gambling and his recovery through gambling, uh, Gamblers Anonymous. Um, you there, Ray? Yep. Cool. Um, now, just before the um, the break, you were telling us how you were on your honeymoon and um, uh, blew a lot of money in the casino on the ship. Um, so, and you you hinted that this is a, the point where you started to um, feel that you needed help. Um, so what effect did that um, experience on the ship have on your feelings about yourself? Well, uh, um, it was just a feeling of uh, helplessness. I, um, I uh, knew I had a problem. I, I knew I, um, you know, couldn't really, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to feel as though I was different from other people. Um, I was just, yeah. I just didn't know what to do. I, I, um, I just had that ego that you know I, I can sort myself out. Like if I if I just don't gamble or if mm. I just stay away from um, anything like that. Uh, but yeah. It, it just inevitably returns the mm. the urge to gamble. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, it was just something I, I I just couldn't control. Yep, yep. 
So did you seek help at that point or did you try and do it all yourself? Uh, I, I, I didn't seek help. Um, I actually ended up um, racking up a massive debt and, and what actually happened is a, uh, a bill got through in the mail. Um, my wife, it was a secret mm. uh, secret card I had um, and my wife uh, opened the mail, which is what you do, um, and she confronted me when I got home from work and I'll never forget the just the sound in her voice, just the the the, the, the cry of mm. just utter, um, just she just gutted, mm. gutted that I'd betrayed her trust, gutted mm. that you know I'd, I'd spent all this money, and it was just absolutely terrible, you know, mm. like. Where, what, what I didn't know was we were actually trying for our first child and she was pregnant with our first mm. child. And and so she made me um, ring up Gambler's Help and um, that was when I got first introduced to uh, GA. Ah. And, and did you go straight along to a meeting or did you just sort of think, okay, that sounds good, I'm, I'll keep that on the back burner? Uh, definitely. Like at that stage, because I was outed as you know a, a compulsive gambler, um, and um, I remember going to my first meeting, which was in uh, Mitcham, um, and I also went to one in Box Hill, mm-hmm. um, and just going to the first meeting with my partner beside me. You know, I was looking down. I was just absolutely. Gutted. I felt like the biggest loser in the mm. world. Um, just felt like, you know, no one else could relate uh, that uh, I'd be going to this place and there's going to be people, you know, criminals and mm. people with, uh, yeah, just just silly uh, things you think of when you go into these places. But it was one of the most humbling experiences I've ever had in my life. These people were... Genuine, they were like for people who are uh, also most of them are compulsive liars as well. Like were, <laughs> I was a compulsive liar. These people are genuine, honest, loving, caring, um, and the most thing is relatable. You know, like mm-hmm. they know exactly what you're going through, even if they're from a different, they're a different race or they're different. Um, uh, age or the different it doesn't matter what the difference is there were so many some similarities and it was just such a humbling experience to go into those buildings and you know i got compulsive on going to ga because of it <laughs> yep so what what was the um did you hear your own story told that first meeting Oh, the first thing you do is you read through the theory book. And, and as they say, like it was like someone followed me around and read the whole book uh, <laughs> about my experience. Mm. And I could relate so much to it. And it, it and it does. It just helps so much just hearing all these things and it explains so much of my behaviours and, and how I was feeling and why I was doing this or why I was doing that. And, um it just helped me out so much. Uh, I am so grateful to the program for what it's done. And so you walked into that, that meeting in Mitchum feeling, you know, low 
and 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 scared. Um, how did you feel walking out? Oh, it was. It just gave me a sense of hope. I, mm. I just had that hope that you know maybe you know they say you, you can't cure it, but I can arrest it if if, if I'm able to stick with the program. Um, you know, contact members, uh, listen to other people, um, and also try and help others out uh, mm-hmm. who have the same problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I just can't say enough about the program. Yep. Um, I've been in it for five years. Um, unfortunately, uh, the first... I managed to stay abstinent of gambling for one year, and and I, I was doing like up to three, four meetings a week. Mm. Um, I was um, doing steps meeting, which is a twelve step program. Um, I was talking to members, all that kind of stuff, and yeah, um, I managed to get my life together. Like we had two children, uh, we got a house, we. Um, um, managed to basically get everything I could possibly want uh, in life, and I was in heaven. And yeah, I eventually, uh, because where we brought the house was way down uh, the coast, mm-hmm. and so I became separated from the program. Um, and then, as soon as you do that, you start digging holes again. You start lying. You start. Um, thinking, uh, you know, that gambling can solve financial problems and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, before you knew it, I was back in the mix of it. Mm. And uh, just, it was just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Was it to do with um, wanting more money for your mortgage and all that? Yeah, definitely. And like, because we're only a single income family. Uh, My wife was looking after our two kids. Um, and I was like traveling quite a while and, and, and like I was, you know, I was, I was, I didn't really get to hang out with any of my mates or anything like that. I was, you know, she was isolated from, uh, her family and I was isolated from my family and her friends cause we're both from New Zealand. Mm. Um, and like. There's no excuse, but like COVID had, and we had other other family problems and stuff like that. Instead of like talking to my wife and actually like um, working things out and and just doing what normal people be, being honest and, and and open and stuff like that, I just turned whenever there was any problem or any argument or anything like that, I just turned to gambling. And, yeah, and the other things like that, and eventually. Um, yeah, you, you just find yourself back in trouble again. And how long did that that last? That lasted like two, one to two years. I was um, back on the punt secretly, um, and yeah, it, it was. I started like distorting my um, opinions of my wife, and and mm. and and. Just like you think, like you're not the problem, and that everyone else is, and you just blame everyone, and mm. yeah, it was, yeah, it, it, I didn't know it at the time. I, I thought, you know, I was fine, but yeah, it was a terrible time in my life. To yeah, be yeah. 
And what got you back to GA? Well, um, what actually happened is um, I uh, I just gave up. I gave up on my marriage. I gave up on basically everything. I was just physically exhausted from war working, from hiding all my uh, my punting and 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 other stuff like that, alcohol and 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 drugs and stuff like that. And I just gave up. I, I just couldn't be bothered anymore. And and my wife on Christmas Day actually sat me down and she said, you know, can't do this anymore. It's it's over. And mm. and um, then um, like we we decided to be amicable because we've got amicable. Mm. We got kids and stuff like that. And uh, just one night, um, I just ended up. Just losing it and 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 um, just having a verbal argument with her and and ended up being removed from the, the house by mm. uh, police officers and and I ended up being homeless for a couple of weeks living out of a motel and the first thing I did was go and gamble mm. because it took away all my emotions that I, I could not have to focus on all my problems I could just focus on that machine or or that race or that sporting event and instead of um you know dwelling on on how I got in the position and 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 stuff like that mm. it was yeah it was definitely hell on earth mm. okay um let's take another break now um this is a song called Helping Hand by the Screaming Jets
proud black man Proud black man you should not wonder Strong spirit First Nations issues Families, people and stories from a First Nations perspective Mondays at 1pm on 3CR Proud black man Proud black man you should not wonder Get ready to add your support during our annual Radiothon and help keep communities strong. 3CR Radiothon Fundraiser, June 2022. To donate, call 03 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radiothon 2022. Keep communities strong. This is the Living Free Show on 3CR Digital Radio, live streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. And we're talking with Renee about compulsive gambling and his recovery through Gamblers Anonymous. Um, so, Ray, um, are you there, Ray? Yep. I have to keep asking that because I don't trust my own um, ability to use this phone system. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, you've had a bit of a break and you've started gambling again, but you're back in um, uh, Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, you mentioned that you went to uh, your very first meeting before your break. You went to Mitcham and there was also groups at Box Hill. If there's someone listening today that wants to get to a meeting, um, where else in Melbourne are there meetings? And uh, also tell us a little bit about Zoom meetings. Uh, well, the Zoom meetings, um, they are every Sunday... Um, Tuesday and Thursday, and they start at 8 p.m. Um, and uh, they go to 9:30. Uh, they're very handy. Uh, obviously, if uh, we ever have any lockdowns anymore, which I don't think we will, but during the lockdowns, uh, they were seven nights a week, uh, and I was attending five to seven of them when I. Um, eventually came back to the program uh, they were just so handy um, and they were able to reset me every day um, and just help me out but there's also uh, meetings um, and uh, there was uh, a few uh, there's one in Ivanhoe um, there's there's quite a few all around uh, Melbourne uh, there was a new one that opened up in uh, Pakenham um, there was one in um, Cranburn I used to go to as well. Um, uh, there's a few in um, Caulfield, um, Oakley. Um, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. If you go to the GEA uh, website, GEA Australia, uh, all the details will be on there, um, and I, I'd highly recommend it to anyone who even thinks they might remotely have any sort of uh, gambling problem, uh, because it's more than just a, ga- uh, a gambling program. It's a, it's a life program, and will help you out in other aspects of your life as well. Great. That's well, that's what brings me to the uh, my next question, and also just to let everyone know. Um, we will um, give you the details of how to contact Gamblers Anonymous at the end of the show. But it's great to know there's so many shows, all uh, so many programs, uh, so many meetings, Gamblers Anonymous meetings all over Melbourne. 
Um, so, Ray, um, oh, Renee, sorry, Renee, how do you apply um, the the GA program to, in your daily life? You talked about resetting yourself. Oh, definitely. It, it helps control urges. Um, it, it just um, makes you uh, be able to uh, get, like, feel humility and, and show compassion to others and um, just care you you get your, if, if you stop gambling and you stop doing all the other things you get your emotions back it, it just changes your life completely um for me you're able to you think more clearly speak clearly uh changes your appearance like mm. uh you're able to focus on the things that you should be focusing on mm. um instead of just wearing yourself out just constantly gambling or worrying, um, you're less stressed. You live a live a. The the idea of the program is to be happy, joyous, and free. Mm. Um, and I am getting on that path, but I've got a long way to go. You mm. know, I've got a lot of um, uh, making amends, especially to my wife. Like, you don't understand. Like it, feel, it sounds like it's impacted me, but the biggest impact is on my children, my kids. Mm. Uh, they're the ones who are doing it the hardest, mm. not me at all. It's mm. nothing to do with me. Um, but if I don't fix myself, if I'm not selfish and, and, and take the program seriously, you know, I, I'm just going to continue to affect my family uh, mm. or... Even worse, I, I won't be in my my uh, family's picture altogether. Mm, which will affect them, of course, affect the kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you still getting compulsive feelings? And, and if so, what do you do with those? So nowadays, because I've done so many meetings, um, the program is kind of like subliminal messages. You know, instead of going and gambling all the time, you're reading through the theory, you're mm. talking to the other members, you're hearing their shares like you guys are hearing me now. And what that does is it sets up your brain so that instead of going, uh, what reason should I have to gamble today? You're, you're going, what reason should I not gamble today? Mm. And and you just have all this reasons why, you know, why you are a compulsive gambler, why you shouldn't do it. Um, and and it just keeps you going. Um, and I go to the face-to-face on Tuesday at Mitchum. Uh, then I go to a Zoom on Thursday, and that resets me. I get a bit... Um, I find myself getting a little bit angry uh, when I don't do my... Uh, well, before my meetings, like going over the weekend. So when I do my meetings you know it resets me i become more humble more accepting of the situation i'm in mm. uh, more um yeah just compassion for other people and and understanding of yeah dealing with life on life's terms you know like mm. life is how it is you know there's going to be roller coasters up and downs and you're going to have to deal with problems and and not go and escape uh gambling or escape doing anything else like that you just have to deal with those things Mm. or find means to do so like this program Mm. and and what what other talk more about those things that that's very interesting what you're saying like and what other ways has it helped you um well yeah just 
I used to um, uh, binge binge drink and and and, and uh, also like smoke uh, and stuff like that. And and you realise once you're in the program that you know those things also you know lead you down the path to to gambling as well. They all work together. You know, mm. like um, you can easily like have a drink and then like the urge to gamble becomes a lot more. So I have to be very careful mm-hmm. how much I drink or if I drink. And, and today I choose not to drink, really. I, I just I just know that the best thing for me is to, you know, try and do the best I can for my family. I've got a lot of making up to do, you know. I've, mm. I've put my family through a lot of things. And, mm. and with this program, you know, I'm able to, the relationship with my wife, even though we're separated, is a, a whole lot better than it was when we were together. Then my mm. relationship with my kids are a whole lot better. I'm able to be there and present instead of on my phone or like worrying about a bed or angry because I lost a bed or lost money. I'm able to teach my kids stuff that uh, I'm able to. I'm able to save money for once in my life. You know, like I've never ever been able to save money. I'm able to save money. I'm able to buy like new toothbrush for my kids when they instead of like oh we'll leave that for a while. I'm able to buy blankets for their bed. I'm able to do all these things that you know would be put off because I'd rather spend the money on on, on punting. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah, so much better. I, I'm able to concentrate uh, more at work. Yeah. I'm able to do a whole lot more things yeah. that, uh, well, what normal people do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I often think um, they say in the 12-step programs that um, it's a progressive a progressive illness that you're involved in and it's going to get worse like you know in a vicious circle um and and i recently heard people say that that the recovery is progressive as well and that builds on things and the way you talk there it really i really thought you know that must make you feel better about yourself and then you know that must make you more inspired to do more for your kids and it's a sort of a thing spiraling up the way once you're in recovery is that what it's like for you yeah, definitely. Um, as you said, progressive illness. Um, I, that's what makes me fearful too, because every time a member busts, you know, it seems like it gets worse and it, it never gets better. You know, mm. so I'm very fearful of that. I, I, I always already hit two rock bottoms. Uh, what's the next rock, rock bottom going to be? Am I going to lose? being able to see my kids at all? Am mm. I not going to be talking to my wife ever again? Am I going to uh, lose the house even though I don't live in it like what's next there's always a different rock bottom and yeah. and if you don't draw a line in the sand and, and say you know like this can't keep happening uh, how many more years am I going to waste um, not achieving anything in life just, mm. just going backwards I just need to do it for my kids, do it for myself do it for my wife, do it for my family um, and just just live a happy, normal life. Uh, you don't need those highs, you know. You, these days, like, I, uh, the thing I enjoy is having a soft drink or, or having, like, uh, getting... I uh, rewarded myself on the weekend 
for saving some money and mm. and, and being good by buying a kebab, enjoying <laughs> a kebab. So it's just stuff like little yeah. stuff like that that you know because you have the high of gambling and 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 stuff like that that you take for granted. Yeah. Like uh, we have members who just sit in their chairs and they watch the rain come down. They're able to enjoy sit being there bored watching the rain come down and watching the rain on their garden or whatever. Yeah. So it's just little things in life uh, that you take for granted when you're uh, got a addic- addiction and mm. and you're just on the punt and and just thinking about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a real pleasure having you on today. Um, we've only got a few minutes left. So um, if there's someone listening today who's finding it difficult to cope with their own gambling, what would your message be to them, Renee? Um, I'd just say if you have a little inkling, if, if, if you think that uh, there's something not quite right in your life, uh, whether it be drugs, alcohol, gambling, Take a look at these uh, 12-step programs um, because they do work. Uh, if, if if you don't get the program uh, first up, it will eventually get you if you just keep coming back. Like It, it was the best thing I've done. Uh, it's definitely changed my life. Um, if I, I, but I have to know that I'm only one minute, one hour, one day away from getting back on the punt. So I mm-hmm. need to be vigilant. And But I know, I have hope. I know that the program's there. People will welcome you with open arms. Uh, they can relate to you. Look for the similarities, not the differences. Mm. That's great. And a uh, few more little minutes we've got here. So um, do you have the slogans in um, GA? Uh, yeah, we have a serenity prayer, which is... Um, uh, even though it's not a religious program, it's go grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I use that every day when I'm frustrated, when something's not going right. Um, we also have, um, um, yeah. No, that's all right. That's good. That's a great way to end it. We'll, we'll end it with a serenity prayer. That's fine. Okay. Um <laughs> All right, so uh, that's all we've got time for today. So I'd like to thank Renee for sharing his gambling recovery story with us and talking about how Gamblers Anonymous helped him. Thank you, Ray. Thank you very much. If you would like to... I called you Ray again. Sorry, Renee's Renee. If you would like to find out more about Gamblers Anonymous, then you can phone them in Victoria on 03 9696 6108 or go online at gaaustralia.org.au for more information on recovery from compulsive gambling. Um, I hope that you'll join us again next week when we'll feature award-winning playwright Kieran Carroll and his play about problem gambling. And that play's called Enough is Enough, so that should be interesting. Um, coming up next, we have Balanois, The Spirit of War, hosted by Uncle Taljum Choco Edwards. Join Uncle Choco in The Spirit of War on a journey of belonging and movement through sing-alongs and yarns. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay tuned now for more Radical Radio on 3CR. And to take us out, we've got a song from Nick Cave called There She Goes My Beauty.
the winter cream, the juniper, the cornflower, and the chicory. Well, all of the words you said to me are still vibrating in my head. The elm, the ash, and the linden tree, the dark and deep enchanted sea, the trembling moon, and the stars unfurled. Oh, there she goes, my beautiful world. 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 There she goes, John Wilmot and his poetry. Yeah, I'm 
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.